Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ready, two, one, I don't know. I'm counting, and let's go. Ten. We Hello, are so everyone. melodic. Yo, what's up, Jake? Ooh, what's going on? Welcome back to the Corridor Digital Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Nick Laurent. I was going to say that. I was going <laughs> to say someone else's name. Guys, uh, we got Carmichael here, what a great everyone. Joke. C-Mike is in the house. C-Mike is in the house along with Ren and Nick and myself. Carmichael, good to see you, man. How have you been? I've been great. Nah, yeah, I've been great. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, wait, what was that little hesitation there? Uh, today's a bad day. Oh, no. what? Uh, but you're yeah, here this now. Is, this is the up. Oh, this is the up, okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I had a kind of a rough day, too. It, it, it wasn't the best day, but it, I mean, listen, my rough days aren't that bad. I'm not complaining, but... Right. You know, like when you're, when you're completely... I'm trying to understand this new process. I'm completely overwhelmed by it, mm-hmm. and you're at that point of complete being completely overwhelmed. And you just have to step back and go, I'm going to understand this, but Jake today is not going to understand this. That's that's it's a future be, Jake thing. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. going to be Jake sometime in the future who's going to look back I, on this. And I, I learned about this. past me and future me method of thinking a long time ago in when I used to live in Florida. Yeah. Uh, one day I was just starving. I had no money for groceries. I was just sitting there. I'm like, ah. Oh, Oh, gosh. And the couch that I'm sitting on is underneath my college bunk bed. And I just grabbed it like an idiot. And I was just like, I just want to shake this bed. And my finger touched something. And I pulled out a $100 bill. And then instantly by looking at the $100 bill, I remember putting it there in case of emergencies. And I was like, (laughs) thank you, past me. That's amazing. (laughs) Now it's like, well, what if you moved and totally forgot you put it there? It's like the next that roommate coming in was like, somebody Dang. else. I mean, past me is a complex character, you know. He, <laughs> you know? Sometimes he he gives, sometimes he takes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is the truth, man. I'm um, having a rougher than average day for me. You should talk to the doctor. Uh, Dr. So Pepper I, I, I said it in a sentence on Discord before hopping in. Jake, did you read yeah, that sentence? I, yeah, the okay. one. Uh, Ren, do you have a habit of popping out your shoulder from time No, to time? I do not. So, okay. Wait, so wait, I read pooped. All right. I I dislocated my shoulder earlier today. I'm so sorry. It was very painful. Did you put it I'll back give in? you one guess how I did it. You jumped over a table of guns and landed on concrete. 
I'll give you two guesses on okay. how I did it. Plunging I the toilet. I think I, I think I got it. I think <laughs> Dude, I got I'm not it. Adrian. <laughs> you you were on a one wheel. Riding I on was top on a one wheel. <laughs> on a one like wheel a on top of a Tesla. <laughs> no, I, I I fell off my one wheel and dislocated my shoulder and bruised my ribs, jacked up my leg, what? ruined my Vessi shoes. All Dude, because doing I didn't see a... you shouldn't have been doing. So I want to talk about that, Jake. No, I okay. wasn't. Oh. <laughs> yes, you were. Wow. No, no. <laughs> see, I I'm at a point now where I'm constantly pushing my skills as a mm. one wheeler. So I'm always like doing really sketchy stuff, like sure. kind of like stuff where I could get injured. I have never once been injured doing something dangerous on a one wheel. And I think it's because I'm always 100% there. And I want to get to that. I have. I know. I've hurt myself. <laughs> we'll talk about that in here in a Twice. bit. Carmichael's injured. Play the clip. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Only one exists. And so I think it's because I'm always 100% present in the moment. I'm constantly like reading the ground around me. Every time I've been injured on a one wheel, it's because I was not paying enough attention. And so what killed me today was a ghost bump. And Ooh. that is the name that I have for basically uh, little bumps in the road that can ruin your day, but are also kind of hard to see. I call them ghost bumps because like it's a little bump that isn't big enough to cast a shadow, so it's it's literally like impossible to see um, unless you're like paying attention. Right. Uh, today was yeah. a little bit different because I actually like it, it wasn't quite a ghost bump. I hit like this slight incline half curb style thing. I just rode straight into it. And it, it folded the board over like the board literally just rolled sideways because I was avoiding this engine block sitting in the middle of the sidewalk. I was like, what is that? <laughs> went down and I saw the board rolled out from under me. I went down, my arm hit the ground and it instantly just shot my shoulder backwards and it popped out. I felt it pop out and I hit the ground and I yelled out and I realized I couldn't move my arm. I couldn't move my fingers. My fingers here, were, I couldn't. I was, I'm literally telling my hand to move. I'm trying to like squeeze my hand. Nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, that really hurt. That really hurt. And uh, fortunately, I was with a few other people. Uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Dean. Uh, we were heading to lunch. Peter was there. Daniel was there. He was riding his bicycle. Dude. Um, I rolled over, and that was when I popped it back in. I felt it what? and heard it pop back into place. Better when I rolled over bone. onto my arm. Wow. Fortunately, it wasn't worse than that. Fortunately, I guess it was in the right position to be able to be put back in. But I could, I, I could feel it stretching. I mean, I couldn't really feel much. Uh, it was mostly numb. It's a scary feeling, not being able to move your appendages. Like. Yeah, it was really bizarre. I'm like, I literally had, like, my hand is paralyzed. And the moment I popped it back in, it was searing pain. But, like, I could at least move my fingers. I still couldn't, I didn't have much movement. Like, I couldn't squeeze my hand or anything but I can move it. That is the feeling that my body went into when we were in Dubai. My entire oh, body. Wow, I did not expect this to go to the Dubai. It's like, Carl like, Michael got I, so like, high in Dubai he couldn't feel his hands. <laughs> in my legs. In my legs and my feet. And I was trying to tell my feet to move. They would not move. Wow, that's interesting. Oh my and then my hands were just grabbing something mm -hmm. to keep me standing. Yeah. Cut to the clip. I started going into a tiny bit of shock after Whoa. that so like I was fine I, once my shoulders popped back in I was able to stand up I had to sit back down because I got very nauseous but I was like okay this is weird um, but I was fine and we got I got back on my one wheel and we continued going they they broke off at bread lounge Nat and I continued on a panda and um, 
I had to stop on the bridge because I was shaking so violently. I was afraid of falling off my one wheel because I was so shaky. I had to stop and just kind of like, I was nauseous, I was shaky, and Nat was like, yeah, you're going into shock right now. I was like, what? <laughs> so I just Whoa, like, we shoot. took a moment, I kind of just like calmed myself, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Daniel had some ibuprofen ready to give me uh, at the moment, but I, I refused it in the moment because I hadn't eaten yet, and I get sick whenever I take ibuprofen or... Any pill. Yeah. Any, yeah, yeah, on an same. empty stomach. So I, I, I waited until I ate, and then I took him up on that ibuprofen. Well, I'm happy um, you went to go see the doctor. <laughs> Did Dr. Pepper. Yeah, get that doctor's appointment. This is our health Jeez. insurance here. You should go see a doctor after I'm, that, I feel like. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I need to see a doctor per se, you but I will try to see maybe a, uh, like a physiotherapist. You should see a nurse. You should yeah. see a nurse. Yeah. I, think, I think you got one waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, have... that is coming to you know play. One. That has helped me so many times in my life. I'll come I'm home, sure. I'm just bleeding everywhere, and Jen is like, I got you. <laughs> I got and you. she literally wraps me up in bandages. Yeah, like a mummy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like I, get, I get like expert pro... Uh, healthcare at home. <laughs> Heck yeah. Healthcare at home. But yeah, so uh, home I guess what I was you saying did. with the shock aspect is that when you're in Dubai and you're feeling that, I think that's a mild form of shock. Like your body was literally going into shock. Mm-hmm. And and it's like you, you literally can't control your body sometimes. Like when you guys played that, that spider prank on me years back, remember yep. that? Mm. I've been watching that clip a lot lately. <laughs> Such a good video. <laughs> do you just like have like little Schadenfreude meditations where you just watch all the times we pranked Ren at home? On Looking the back at it, it's there's so many times where I pranked you so in like many. the in the kind of like a sibling kind of way. Mm-hmm. But there's also the subtle moments where you prank me back. <laughs> yeah, but like that spider thing, like the moment <laughs> I realized that you had placed a spider on my hand, I didn't understand the context of that. that. All I saw was that there's a spider on my hand, and <laughs> next thing I know, I'm bouncing off of a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I ran, I'm glad right I hit the wall. I'm glad I hit the wall and not the window, because I don't know if I would have just gone through the window. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably would have been fine. I mean, those, it would have been a loud noise. Down. Yeah, that's fair. It's but what in that in that video though, like a solid like ten or fifteen minutes are cut from the moment yeah. I like because I like I walk into here and then ten minutes later I walk into the studio from the back. Yeah. And in the video, it's just like out of context. Like I'm like, hey, what's up? It's like, yeah, no big the deal. Cool I was down. just dealing with the shock and and all the bodily responses of that. AKA, I was just crying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that. <laughs> Looking back at the videos, I went into the comments section just to see, like, have we triggered too many people by this content? <laughs> and, like, at the top of these uh, threads, Ren, you're pinned. <laughs> like, explaining, no, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We did eventually have to stop the, the pranks, though. They got a little out of hand. They got out of yeah. hand. We, um, we kept on scaling them up. <laughs> but farting yes. a bell sound while running away was really funny. Farting a bell sound? <laughs> I missed that reference. So remember the remember the story of when we were trying to do the bell candy prank oh, yeah. on you? We would ring a bell and a piece of candy would show up on your desk. No, I'm aware. That was the thing that made <laughs> it do, stop. Do you remember that, that made it stop? Do you remember that? So <laughs> and uh we, do, do you remember those followed, five times? You followed us out to the hallway. And I had the bell the in my times. back pocket, and every time I stepped away from you, the bell almost like dinged, oh. and I had to run away digging. Yeah, he was oh like limping God. away, trying to hold the bell, like he just like crapped his <laughs> pants, like bing, 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 all the way down the hallway. <laughs> but yeah, so so speaking of like one wheel injuries, I've had a few 
crashes at this point. Every time it was because I wasn't paying enough attention to the road. Uh, and I like I hit some sort of bump. It caused me to go down. The first time beauty. that was legit bad was right before my TED Talk, and I got all dinged up, and that was on my phone. The other two times, it was like literally I just didn't see a, a bump. However, I've gone down other times uh, similar yeah, to the way you have. <laughs> so there's a moment in the video where I, I build an electric bicycle, and, and I take it out for a spin. Now, I think I just built the bike, and I was taking it out for a spin, and you were following this, me this on the one wheel. This was after four, three rebuilds. No, 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 no. This is the before, motor would. This is before I got any electronics put on it. I just assembled the bike right, after getting it out of the box. You just assembled the bike, and I'm just riding it. Yep. And you're following me on the one wheel, and I was very impressed. I was like, "Man, don't Carmack, wear boots, you got don't really good at one wheeling." I'm like, "I'm boots. proud of you. Don't Look at boots. you riding the one wheel like a pro." And like, I've seen people like be like, pro. "That moment was staged." Pro, pro, pro. <laughs> and it's like that was so real. I was blown away. Don't, I could not believe the time. I literally just said, "You're a pro on a one wheel," and I just see your panicked look, like, "Huh?" <laughs> like he felt the jinx wave hit him, like the, the pyroclastic jinx flow just hit Carmichael, and he was just murdered by it. Clint's perfect I'll render never, just hit me. Yeah. I'll never forget the look of fear on your face, like like a betrayed dog or something. Just like, and why you do this? As you're going down, like. I, I could, you're just your whole body was going forward and you're still just making eye contact with me as you're falling <laughs> and my, my whole thought process is dude. not on the camera you, that <laughs> shot's so good though dude like the camera yes. pulls a full 360 and then the battery is all everything falls apart <laughs> and goes into frame the freaking double batteries <laughs> like I had to we, we can't we're not monetizing that video anymore because of oh. uh, the hello darkness my old friend yeah. Oh, really? It caught up to but us. It's it's a, it's, it. it finally caught up to us. I forgot about that. It did. Iconic, yeah. It's such an iconic moment of the channel that I don't want to like cut it out of the video no. or like no, leave it. Affect yeah. that affect that sequence <laughs> in any way. Is so. it's the same thing as playing Hello Darkness when uh we were doing go kart. You don't cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just you know it works perfectly. My um, favorite you, you can't is change what's perfect. The, the frame by frame where your head is here and then your head is here. Yeah, <laughs> all in one frame. The difference of one frame. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That, oh. Some great moments of uh, injuries, but we can laugh about it now because no one actually uh, died. No one died. Uh, yeah. No one actually got serious. Let's be grateful injured. for that. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. away scot free, but riding one wheel is dangerous, man. I remember it is. It uh, is. You got your one wheel when? Uh, five years ago. Next five month. years ago, and you'd always be riding it around, and like I was always terrified. Yeah, you got of it, that dude. right when we were getting neck deep into uh, like the first year. I got it first... right before we shot Drone Star Wars, which would have been around early yeah, April got... twenty sixteen. Because yeah. Drone Star Wars, you took it out, and we were you were showing me. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" On? Yeah, and I'm riding on it. I'm like. Dude, so I'm gonna scary. break this. I should get off. <laughs> oh man, I was terrified. I tried it a couple times and I like freaking flipped in the wall and like it was it, so it, scary. Yeah. I was like, I'm never gonna ride that thing. Cut to. <laughs> yeah, Cut and to. The now you the have one of the most sketchy. souped up. Yeah, the V1s are a little sketchy because they don't have sketchy. any sort of pushback and the motor's less V1s powerful. You can overpower, you can nose dive way easier. It's on. like a death trap, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be so careful. But like, now you have one of the most souped up one wheels out of all of us here. I, I, yeah, I went pretty hard. You, put a little, <laughs> a you have the off road tire. You have the nice, yeah. like, foot pads. You have the CBXR battery. Yep. Did, he, did you put uh, a little, uh, like, a 
two of diamonds card in there. So it I haven't yet in the spokes. No, I got to do that. That's my next thing. I need to chrome it out too. <laughs> got to get some chromies. Um, no, yeah, I got the the new battery that that you recommended, uh, which takes it what up to almost thirty miles of range. Just shy of thirty miles. Yeah. God, it's Depending so crazy. on how you ride, if you ride like slow yeah. and on flat ground, you'll get a lot of miles. Yeah. And then Christian and I were commuting to uh, work the other day, and his tire popped, and it was like, well. This might be a good time to get a new tire, Christian. I was like, well, I kind of need a new tire too because mine's turning into chalk. So I'm gonna. <laughs> well, plus you guys were both rocking the uh, the yeah. stock yes. uh, Vega tire, which is my least favorite tire by a yeah. large margin. I, I rode stock though for like two years. Like yeah. I like yeah. rode the V1 and then I rode the stock XR for like two years. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time coming, but yeah, now no. it's like a whole different board though. It is. The it, Vega tire complete with the battery is like, and the new foot pads, the, the Kush high pads. You got the, you got the Burris tire. Or, sorry, why Burris did I say Vega? Tire. Yeah, Burris yeah. With, the, with the battery and the Kush high pads is like yeah, from Flow different, Life. different board. Yeah, it, it really is. Honestly, like, you know, I think the one wheel is an amazing machine, but upgrading to the CBXR battery, which is a process, like you have to like literally open up the battery module after taking your entire board apart. It's surgery. And then you have to like carefully unplug the things in the right order so that you don't fry the battery management chip. Uh, Yeah. It's It's like like, uh, if if you leave the, the, the balance wires plugged in when you unplug the battery, the balance wires will literally fry the board. So you have to like make sure that you, you, unplug it correctly so i I, yeah i did that installation to assure that it was correct but it 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 doubles the range of the xr one wheel and in my opinion that's the biggest impact you can make to the the one wheel is just increasing the range literally like another board it's crazy it's a whole new board it it opens up so many new doors for like potential rides you can go Mm -hmm. on Mm-hmm. I spend most of my time never worrying about how much energy I have now. And it's like, but also on top of that, this ride that I couldn't do before because I wouldn't be able to make the distance. Now I can. Now mm. you can get to the airport on time. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's uh, you, me, Jan, and Nico all have CBXR batteries. So, dude, my dream is like eventually to do a backpacking trip where we one wheel. Yeah. Like, but for that, we're going to need a charging solution in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, like, solar charging. Yep. And once we get to that point, dude. Oh, each you, one of us will have to like, like carry like this giant foldable like mm-hmm. uh, solar yeah. panel thing that is just for us because it's just barely large enough to power each one like of us could one carry, one like, wheel. One piece of it, like in, in like the army, how they all carry part of a tent and uh-huh. then they all like the, the platoon comes together and they all build their tent. You know? Yeah, totally. But it could be like that for our one wheel. And like, yeah, you ride for like maybe like what, two hours a day, charge up the rest of the day and then well, chill. I mean, that's the thing is that like, in order to get enough charge on a one wheel, like you'd have to have a very large solar panel sitting out for the entirety of the day. How large do you think? The, the, How large? The pretty couch? large. Really? You know the size of this couch? Yeah. Dang. Okay, so would we gotta be, wait like three years. The size of this couch would be enough to charge a one wheel at the same rate as like a wall charger. Oh. Yeah. So the question is, how and they're do we all heavy and not foldable. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, right. this is a dream that might have to All be right, set aside. Elon. It's something right. that we've been we've been talking. I've yeah. I've wanted to do a video where I basically fill the frame of a one wheel with batteries. So it's just one giant mm. battery pack that is meant to charge like two or three different one wheels at the same time. But it's in the shape of the blade of the one wheel. So like the foot pads <laughs> minus the motor and just tire. A big, a big puck, basically. Yeah, like, like big, yeah, basically like yeah. a skateboard. Yeah. 
Guys and gals, get ready to get your learn on with today's sponsor, Brilliant.org. Brilliant is the best place for you to learn fundamental concepts of math, science, and computer science online. They also have an app, which makes it real easy to learn on your phone. The best thing about Brilliant is that they have interactive experiences, which help you understand these concepts and learn the underlying principles to how these formulas are applied to the concepts at hand, which allow you to better understand the laws that shape your world. One of my favorite courses that I recently took was in cryptocurrency. That's right. Now, cryptocurrency, let's just talk about that for a second. Is it as probable as just shaking this eight ball and seeing what result you get? In my opinion, after I took the course on brilliant.org, Perhaps it's not that improbable. It's a very interesting field, I'll tell you that much. And I learned a heck of a lot more about it through the course that I took. So if you guys are interested in learning more things about the world around you, you can head on over to brilliant.org slash corridor cast to sign up for free. The first 200 people to use the URL will get 20% of an annual membership. Here, let me tell you if you should do it or not. Ready? Okay. You may rely on it. All right. See you guys in the next episode. Brandiel Daniel out so see mike when are you getting your one wheel <laughs> you know i debated about getting it did you yeah. um yeah you I, talked with me about it i i just was drawn to a motorbike more my man I was, um, I and i, I also like the fact that i don't have to pay registration oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be clear, you got the the uh Super 73, Super 73 electric S1. bicycle. Yeah. One. Which is not a motorbike. <laughs> it is a, a it's motorized, motorized bike. Right? bike. Yeah. It is a motorized bike. It is not bike. a motorbike. I got rid of the rise <laughs> out of that sentence. Uh but yeah, I learned a lot more about electric uh bike laws in California, which are dope. <laughs> and um, what's your favorite bike law, dude? My favorite bike law is... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, I want to so, compare notes so here. So tier one being like the the birds and the scooters and the one wheels, which are technically supposed to be on the sidewalk. Really? Yep. Huh? No, technically the one wheel is supposed to only be in the street. I've gotten yelled at so much for being on a sidewalk. Like, Well, it, does, it sidewalk. does it go faster than, on average, does it go faster than 15 miles an hour? Yes. It does? Yeah. Yes. Then it would fall into tier two, which has to be on the road. Oh, so but different tiers. because you, as the operator, are allowed to determine the safety of your ride, you're allowed to jump onto the sidewalk whenever you feel fit. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, um, I know it's like it's one of those things that no one regulates. No one like no, is actually policing well, it. I, I and got, I've had two different police officers tell me different things. Mm, I got pulled really? over for it. Really? Yeah, I was like, uh, for, for for what? Riding on the street or riding, riding on, the sidewalk? on the sidewalk? One, I tried not to ride on the sidewalk because I'm. Full throttle all the time. It's also a big honking bike too. To yeah, be yeah. On the sidewalk. someone could just like, come out. I'll take them out. Um, but at this intersection, there was a semi truck. There were two dumb car drivers. They're just like going doing all their things. I was like, no, I get on the sidewalk, and I was just like, I'm gonna go at least a block down until I get back on the road. <laughs> if they follow me two more blocks while I'm on the road, and they pull me over and they're talking to me like, is this an electric bike? Is it a mo? Uh, motorcycle is an assistant pedal i'm like it's a tier two you can look up the california state uh law if you want me to open up my bag under my bike uh i can pull out the paperwork that uh points to the law (laughs) (laughs) jake's proud right now (laughs) tier three is you have to be on the road at all time that's basically above 25 miles an hour 
But once you get past 40, you're considered a moped. Mm. And then above that is a motorcycle. So like Sam's e-bike thing. Is that even an e-bike? I don't That's a, That thing's like a transformer. It's an e-bike because he has bike pedals on Got, it. Oh, I right. see. Which After, he, he specifically <laughs> left the bike pedals on so nice. that it's yeah. not classified so as, a, two, as a motorcycle. So that's tier, tier three. Tier two, you're allowed to have pedals if you want. Tier three, you can't have pedals. Hmm. Interesting. Also, with the one wheel, it's slightly odd. There's been a lot of debate, and I haven't, I haven't followed up on this in a while, because it's like, there's, a, there's an argument that can be made that the uh, one wheel is what's called an electrically assisted mobility device, yep. which puts it at the same classification as an electric wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So anywhere that an electric wheelchair can go, a one wheel can go. But it's a great and, a, and a segue, guys. And a, and a segue. segue. But it's like, but it, it comes down to like the interpretation of what it is. Is an electric is it an electrically assisted mobility device or is an electrically motorized board? Right. And, and that's a different Here, classification. In California basically runs it by speed. Do, which is do all the, do all of these do all of these laws even matter? No, According I ignore this laws. One I, I, cop, I break the law did. every second of my life. <laughs> They, I, I am mean, a crime. <laughs> Ren, Ren on a one wheel is a crime. Actually, your new riding nomaker should be. Yeah, I'm a crime. Cr- the crime. Cr- the, the crime. The crime. Just criminal. criminal. Yeah, that's actually pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> a pretty dope nickname. First degree crime. A hey, crime. <laughs> first degree crime. Yeah, first <laughs> degree <laughs> crime. I'll take one crime, please. Can I get tots on the side? <laughs> okay, well, hey, um, as much as I love talking about electric vehicles, we don't get Carmichael on the podcast very often, so we should do we should do uh, a little bit of... <laughs> there you go, Carmichael. Hey, you want to stand up? Yeah, also, thanks, real quick before we move hey, on from that, Carmichael... Um, no, I don't. Um, you, how many miles Lavender. have you put on your bike? 3,000? 3,000 miles. Dang, that's a lot of miles. That's Time a good for an oil miles. change. I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've popped that back tire so many times. It just pinches happen yeah we've, um, we've had that same problem with our studio uh, studio 73 wow um super 73 the second time it popped uh someone it happened so fast but i can remember it as if i was watching a shitty slow-mo scene was someone popped their uh beer while they were standing in the doorway and i was on the road and i can slightly remember the bottle cap just flying oh, into the street and what? i and i go and i'm driving and then suddenly you witnessed the beer pop that popped yeah, your tire? Then, That's crazy. I, and then it literally is sticking out of my tire. Oh my Wait, god. How did their cap get from the beer bottle to the street? They really They boop, just boop, You know, and you just kind of plunk it, bang. you plunk it over. Oh, they Sorry. just did that. They just did one of those. I mean, yeah. that that's a that is a intense plop pop yeah, it was, whatever. Well, you I wasn't out in the road. I was I was hugging the shoulder a bit, which I don't do that much anymore. I take the road. <laughs> Your road boy. I, I let them honk at me. It's the way of the road. In California, it's technically against the law to honk at a bicyclist. There, do, well, really? do we need yeah. all these laws, guys? Can't we just? <laughs> it's, all, dude, it's a hundred and twenty-five dollar fine <laughs> to perform a citizen's arrest on someone next time they do that. I, I'm good. <laughs> Come on. L. I'd rather L. just wave at them. I remember one lady because I was because I can swerve. Everyone's coming to a stop at a red light, so I start swerving between cars again to the front. And this old lady pulls up and he goes, I hope you die on that thing. Whoa. And I was Holy like, shit. I hope you have a wonderful day, ma'am. <laughs> wow. She's just like. That's the nicest dude right there. <laughs> yeah. 
And then she kept going. And then I nice was like, dude. why are you doing this? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Drive. You're in a turning yeah, lane. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why, like, people can't just, like, give each other a little bit more slack. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just so, like, hey. Following the law. Let, let that person do them. You know? Like, why, <laughs> why do we always have to be like, hey, you, you can't ride that there. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed. There ought to be a law. There is a law. Dude, I mean, we might be like that when we're old, though, you know? There's a, there was the time where the dude in a, a Tundra truck <laughs> rolled over my foot. Uh, yeah, I, I had no, the pain came to me so quick. I'm so fortunate nothing broke in my foot. You got like, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, I was, the truck here. Ran over. so I was in I was, uh, when was this? West this Hollywood. You, you put your foot down and he drove by uh, too close? Uh, no. Well, yes and no. So I'm at a red light, I'm in my lane, and the dude yeah. in an extra-wide truck is trying to get by me to, to take a turn while I'm in the other lane, but I'm apparently too close to his lane, and he starts honking his truck at me at a red light. Like, what? The, roll down the window and talk to me. You're literally, like, the distance is Nick and I. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not that far, like, roll down your window, talk to me. And then he just... Uh, starts moving forward slowly, and I just feel this instant pain on my foot, not realizing what was happening. I look down, and I just see a tire truck, a, a truck tire, like, just huge over my foot. <laughs> and I just start screaming and yelling. And everyone just starts looking around, like, what's going on? And I'm like, get off my fucking foot! Oh my god. Like, just... <laughs> Get go! Out of it. Get out of here! <laughs> Come on. Get your truck and, off And then my everyone foot. else starts yelling at me. I'm like, why Back are you yelling up. at me? He's on my foot! <laughs> and they're like, get out of his way! I can't! And he rolls down the window to uh, just mock me or something like that. I don't remember. I was too angry. <laughs> Man. Dang. Gosh dang. Dude, freaking LA, LA road adventures here. Yeah. And now I'm just, I take the road. I just mm. like I don't I'm not getting out of anyone's way. You take the high road. I take the high mm. road. So Carmichael, you uh you know, we haven't really seen much of you over the last couple of years on the channel. However, you've been really busy working with us for the last several months. I've been busy. So there's two shows that you've Across been working the on. board. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> sure. A lot of the audience thinks that you've come back to make uh crew cuts. I, I've I've heard little like Wait, really? whispers. Yeah, there's all these conspiracies that pop up on Reddit. Whenever Dude, like freaking Reddit and their conspiracies, oh, it's, they, it's crazy. no one ever gets anything right. It, and I've just yeah, you just well, have to like no, not it, engage. Yeah, it's like well, our, it, it's just well, the, the rampant corridor, speculation yeah, on things. The corridor that have no, Reddit never gets it right. But but like <laughs> the Reddit sometimes get other things right. I'm just saying it's the speculation. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not me. helping on crew cuts. What are you helping on? Um, well, Jake needed some help mopping floors and uh, selling merch. <laughs> thanks again, 2021, Carmichael, not 2015. You've always been there when we need you most. Those floors are and, still uh, clean. I don't know Those... how else we would keep the studio nearly as dirty without you. You're welcome. Uh, no, so I was... You see what I did I've been there, Ren? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you know how to swim, you should be closer to the river, so that way you're safer because you know how to swim so you don't drown. I like fish. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> what was the question? Um, okay, so you, there are two on? shows that we're putting out. There's yeah. Functional Filmmaking and Son of a Dungeon, yeah. and you are the you are the showrunner for both of those. Now, I am. Uh, functional Filmmaking is kind of wrapping up. The episodes are all mostly done. 
Want to give a quick status update on the progress of the whole show? Three things, there might be four, but three things still need to happen on Functional Filmmaker. One, Clint needs to finish some VFX shots. Two, I got to edit Nick's video. (laughs) Three, then it's got to do, then Nick's got to give me notes to finish it. Mm. (laughs) Dang, okay. That's really, that's holding it uh, on a thread there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how my episode is shaping up because hey, right now it's was... a, the timeline says an hour 30 and i have to cut it down <laughs> okay an hour 30 wow well Wait, like... an hour 30 that's how long your episode was <laughs> it was longer than that when we shot it <laughs> i was like i don't even remember filming that because that was like I was so busy. With you were the so project you were shooting and doing work. corridor. You're doing corridor. Was this last crew. December? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrapping like up for the, the, for the end of the year. Shooting a feature film. Oh, that's right. And, and, yeah, oh, that's just like write. you need to write an educational piece. The best, the like, the but, most frustrating, like, like kind thing that happened was just like I kept fixing your script because you're you kept writing in cut to this or shots ideas into a script like if it was a feature film script. Oh, yeah. And I kept, like, deleting it. I'm like, dude, this is a teleprompter script. <laughs> so it's one of the things that you say. That was weird. That was my first time ever having to read off a teleprompter. Not to mention act natural slash, like, fun. Read. And, like, read and, like, actually enunciate. Well, yeah, that's, that's the challenge with, with, uh, with, you know, reading a prepared speech is that, like, you know, if you, if you memorize it verbatim, there's a very good chance, or if you're reading off a teleprompter, you can come across as wooden. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, if you just speak naturally and just start kind of riffing on it, you'll seem way more natural, mm-hmm. but chances are you won't hit all the points that you need to make in the order you need to make them. And you'll get lost in some type of weed somewhere. Yeah, Dude, and you, then you get you... a lot more like ums uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah and, uh, and then this. But and, like uh... <laughs> two takes on the teleprompter, like first take, let's get through it. Second take, you're, you got it, you're good. Let's bust through another one a little bit more relaxed. And what was it, like a half hour per take? Once, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pr- really good because if you think about all the times where Nick or I had to like film Ren talk about something science related that was two hours of our lives gone <laughs> it wasn't two hours it was one well, hour it was an hour <laughs> you, you give us lots of material to work with yeah <laughs> i mean you do it's yeah it's it, it's it's what you want but like yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of like re- repeated ideas because you got to get everything out but with yeah. the teleprompter it's like you have one chance to say it in your little section that you wrote you know and you have to stick to it and and the challenge with the teleprompter is that there's two factors that you don't really anticipate going into it and that's the size of the text and the speed of the Dude. Roll. The speed, man, and it's, it's hard art. to get those right. So you know, subtle. it's like, and that takes We're experience, because <laughs> uh, it's like it's different for every person, and so it's like you can't just use, uh, you know, the format for one person that works yeah. well for them and put it on someone else. It might be too fast, might be too slow. I, I in my episode, I loved like in the beginning, you kept that bit where I'm like doing this, and, <laughs> because I kept get. I think I was talking too slow. And and the teleprompter speed was going a little too fast, and so like I would miss up, I'd mess up what I'm saying, and I'd just kind of riff on it for uh, like a moment, and actually do it very smoothly. But then like I'm also like I need to get back to what I was saying in the teleprompter thing, and it's like going up, and I'm like, okay, now I'm reading it from the top of the teleprompter as opposed to the middle, and I'm like just trying to get through it. Meanwhile, it's like the text is receding above. I'm like, no, no, no. I failed. I missed but it. Also, can you go back? You didn't go back. You didn't eat 
prior to that first take. Uh. I didn't. No, you were so exhausted just reading the first take. Uh. Every time when we pause to rewind, you you do the like the deflating. <sighs> God, what's going on? Like you hangry was coming. <laughs> I don't think I was hangry, but I was definitely like weird. And I was, uh, oh yeah, because it was right after that that I went on that whole freaking weird chaotic energy bender. Remember yeah, when what? I was like running around being all chaotic and yeah what? and crazy, and then I jumped up on the freaking banister and was like dangling my feet twenty feet above the ground here. Ren, sure. you went on a you went on a chaotic energy bender. <laughs> Usually it seeps out slowly no throughout the day. Usually you sweat it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 very unusual. But yeah, the. We, I, I literally up. just stopped the show. We we didn't even get through a fir- full first take with you. I just stopped it. I was like, "Go eat." Okay, I do remember that. Yeah. Just go eat. <laughs> we'll start when you come back. I, I think I ate like a let's, protein bar. Let's or, or, or uh, yeah, Carmichael. We've got. Jake, we we're got. Launch, we're launching the show on April. We're launching 7th. the show on April. 7th. Oh, is that the day we're we're launching? That's the official launch date. We're we're launching functional whoop. filmmaking phase two of the website. I'm excited green, for the reboot of the website. Green light options and pen, pen soft uh, soft hold on April eighth, just in case. No, no, no. It's April seventh. We can do this, man. Um, April seventh at eleven p.m. How is it almost even April seventh? Oh my god. Well, Carmichael, Carmichael's make the world go round. Wow, deadlines make the world go round, Carmichael. You know this. I do. So you, I do. <laughs> so we got it. We got to get this over to Nick so that he can give notes on it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I need today, that cut on that, my desk by tomorrow. That, that comes into the like when we started the the episode. Like today was kind of on the the sucky end of the day. It was just like for whatever reason I was recovering from uh, the time shift, and then small things just kept eating away at my time, and I was trying to get to Nick, and. Didn't get to touch your episode yeah. today. I mean, and it's I was, a lot, dude. and it really it's okay. irked You'll be able to me. Touch Nick tomorrow. I can touch you tomorrow. I'll be but here. But it irked here. me real bad. I was just like, I, I'm, I don't want to do what I normally do, which is I now stay up till midnight to make up for the lack of time I was able to dedicate to something. That's bad. I, yeah. I do that too. Yeah. yeah. It's and, like if if my if the first half of my day wasn't productive and I finally start falling into like a productive trance like later in the afternoon than evening, I'll just like I'll just keep pushing that. Yeah. Just to compensate, because I know this about myself is that like in the first half of the day, I'm I'm rarely super productive. Sometimes I am, but like I don't know. I feel the opposite. I'm like always like so productive when I first wake up in the morning, dude. You make your coffee, you get your nice little coffee. If, going, you, if you go for a walk in the morning, yeah, it the helps a lot. Opposite. Oh, dude, yeah. But like, it's like those first two hours of the morning are the best hours of the morning. Like, like th- that you're like working that's, at your desk. That's why I love for it. me. That's why that's, I love it I'm when same way. Like, yeah, like some mornings. I'll wake up at 3 a.m. Like, I just finished a REM cycle just perfectly, and I woke up, and I'm like, I should try to go back to sleep. It's really late. But then my brain just slowly realizes it's awake and slowly starts working, and I'm like, I'm up. Uh, I'm starting my day. (laughs) I'm going to go to the bathroom, make coffee, and start working. (laughs) Like, a lot of the time when I'm working late, quote-unquote, like, you know, between, like, 7 and 9 or 10, it's not that I'm cranking or crunching try to, like, put in extra time it's that sometimes i find myself in those hours being extra productive being able to yeah. focus better yeah and i'm like these moments are precious so i just take advantage of them yeah. when they when they do happen so a lot of the time i actually prefer working between like 7 and 10 p.m because yeah. it's like they're more effective hours for me mm-hmm. but uh All right so, so 
but what, but the a, a troubling thing, and I'll, we'll get to functional <laughs> filmmaking is, yeah, I love working from home because one of the things I hate about going from home to a workplace is the commuting time. Yes, it's a perfect time to kind of zen out a little bit and like process some stuff. But my how my brain works is like I'm I was already ready to start working and now this buffer thing is getting in the way of that and I have to start that all up again once I get to work. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at home, I get up, I'm having coffee, I go for a walk if I'm reminded to go for a walk mm -hmm. and in it. Yeah. So satisfying. But then the balance is working from home starts becoming living at work. Yeah. I, that's where Dude. I struggle. I mean, we all felt that this summer that. when we were oh, yeah. like hardcore working from home. But like, yeah, it is nice. I do agree. Sometimes the commute can kind of stifle. Like, oh. for instance, like last Wednesday or it was like last Wednesday or Thursday, I took the morning from home because I was editing the Skillshare thing. And I also got to do some Resolve tutorials, which was awesome, by the way. Mm -hmm. But like... It was like so productive for that two hours because I wasn't at the office like dealing with everything else. I didn't have to commute. So it was like, I felt like I got a lot of work done that exactly. I came in to shoot later. But it was like, yeah. okay, like in small bites, like I can see how this is nice. But like when we were in summer, when we were all working from home, it was like super hot and just like, yeah. oh, dude, it was the worst, man. Yeah. Like it's like, all right, I'm off work. And you just turn around and your bed's there. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like so bad, dude. Work's yeah, over. I would like peel myself off with the sweat off my seat and then like just flop on my bed. I'm going to dry off my sweat with my I had, bed I had to move my desk away from my bed and put it, I had to take over the dining room space. So that way I'm like physically not in the same walled yeah, area that, as my that's bed. That's a major thing. But then we yeah. also have a Murphy bed, so I just put away my bed, too. <laughs> of course <Right>. you do. <laughs> so it's like, very efficient. For yeah, functional yeah. filmmaking, how many episodes are there? Are there five episodes? Five. So, five. Clint's doing a VFX <laughs> episode, kind of modeling and texturing. Yeah, his uh, episode... I is, watched half of his episode. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very technical. Yeah. Um, Sam's episode is about editing and kind of like the, the philosophy behind editing. The philosophy mm. of editing with a little bit of a deep dive of just watching him go through a little bit of it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So he and, actually sits down and edits a piece in the episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And then, uh, Nico talks about cameras and, and how to basically, if I understand this correctly, go correct ahead. me if I'm wrong. Um, I will like he, it's like, <laughs> you know, how to basically get the most out of any camera, regardless of what that camera is. Correct. And we went from the example of from a red to a phone to a GoPro. And then we, we talked about a DSLR. Um, cause everyone yeah. knows what a DSLR looks like. It's, it's the idea of how, how to approach what philosophies you can take into approaching any camera. Right. In the in the I'm not gonna say what the biggest point is because you gotta watch the show for it. Yeah. Um but yeah, it like all of it is technically technical. Uh except yours. Well I yeah, so um but Nick's episode. Nick's episode, I have more I to like say about that in a, in a week. In a week, okay. But like <laughs> but like what what's the premise of your episode? Was it like how to tell a story? Yeah. How to make a how to make a crew it's video? Kind of, it's, to... it's kind of just a BTS look at the crew channel and how we make our, our story videos. Yeah, but okay. yeah, it's it's called how to make a story out of anything, which right. is which I love that concept because yeah. it's like I remember Nico did a whole freaking mic drop. He didn't actually drop a mic. I dropped his mic in my head. 
because it was so good. Uh, he was like, I actually like the, the five elements that make up a story or to, to make a story out of anything. And it's like, I, I forget, I, I totally forget the premise of it, but it's like basically like, uh, character, rhythm, melody, conflict. Yeah. It's like you get some <laughs> conflict in there. You state what, what's happening and like you do it and then you have like a resolution and mm-hmm. it's like, you can do that about like buying a pair of glasses. Yeah. Something as simple you as, that as problem, getting you know? up, yeah. going to go get coffee. There doesn't have to be a conflict that's technically in the way, but the journey itself is okay, the I story. It. I got it. You got your goal. Then you, you got. I think I know. You got that. your mm-hmm. your obstacles. Sta- your stakes. Mm-hmm. Your, yep. Your your obstacle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the solution. Char- the character's emotional journey. And the challenge that they face, and the conclusion. Sure, my my personal breakdown is uh, Aristotle, which I uh, I really like. It's plot, character, uh, dialogue, music, rhythm, and then spectacle. These are all just ingredients to tell any story. Obviously, that doesn't touch upon stakes or a character's agenda or um resolution but it was more of a technical aspect and a technical approach that you could kind of lay things out yeah that's why i like dungeons and dragons so much so Mm. speaking (laughs) of which perfect segue (laughs) you're welcome i got two things i want to ask about i want to ask about son of a dungeon and i want to talk a little bit about about that and okay. Then I, and then I want to talk a little bit more about you specifically and some of the things that you've learned uh, in your own journey. So, but before that, son of a dungeon. What? What is that? Well, it's a dungeon with a sun in it. Okay. We're done with uh, photography. Yeah, we're we're done shooting all fourteen terabytes. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to shoot Good probably God. like another terabyte of green screen. What? Yeah. And, so you guys have to. And re- then we're gonna have another. Reshoot I'm, not, I'm gonna just screen. assume we're gonna have one more terabyte of we're have a terabyte photo scan screen compositions. Yeah. Oh. There's gonna be so much post work for this. Can we like so, use AI to do it all or something? I mean, <laughs> we're trying to get as many automated tools into the workflow as possible. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're using CamTrack AR, which is a phone app for the iPhone that basically 3D tracks your scene in real time. And as it spits out the video file, it also spits out an After Effects file with Whoa. a 3D camera already ready to go. Yep. Natalie's been experimenting with uh, getting that workflow up and running. So then from there, you can just import that into Cinema 4D or Blender or whatever. And just go. Whoa. And just render out your shot. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so like just to quickly kind of recap the, the shooting schedule, you know, we shot eight episodes for Son Two of a per Dungeon. day. It was major. And it was, yeah, so it was, um, it was four days of shooting. Each day was basically broken into two blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big block of us doing a thing, and then we'd break for lunch, and then a second big block of us mm-hmm. kind of finishing out the day. Yeah. And we did two of those days in a week, because tech, Texas is over there, and Jake. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't edit yeah, that so out. Yeah, so Jake lives in Texas, so he had to fly out to L.A. for this shoot, and uh, the idea is that, like, when he flew back home, he was we're gonna all take a week off from this, kind of like, uh, re, um, you know, reassess and or not reassess, it's but prepare really, for the next block of shooting. Really, yeah, that was just, it was more so for Sam because Sam has more responsibilities than just DMing for two weeks. Sure, right? yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> then it came time for you to come back, 
And Texas got hit by a huge winter storm. They're called yeah, snowstorms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got hit hard. All, the, all the planes got grounded. They were bad boys. Everything shut down for a week, basically, because we got hit with a giant Arctic snowstorm, and nothing's built for that here, so... Not yet. Jake can be the entrepreneur that starts it all. Minnesota in Texas. You just dude, had to bring the Minnesota weather down there, dude. I was like the only one who, of my neighbors who even had snow clothes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as in, as in snow pants and they're, they're... winter hats and, and snow jackets. They're like, Jake, what's that big puffy shirt you're wearing? <laughs> yeah, Why are you wearing a big puffy <laughs> t-shirt? My Why is your arm not there? I don't understand it. What is this cloth covering My your forearms and hands? We were, we were, we were like making a snowman with the kids and my neighbors. They're like, what's a snowman? And their kids came outside and they don't have winter gloves. They're like, why are your cowboy boots so they thick? Had, they had, they uh, come out, their so, guns so are drawn. They're like, here's on my property. They put socks on their hands with like a that's, bag that's over a, it. That's a good idea. That's clever. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. That works. Dude, I'm, just, I'm just, that, that, yeah. Like, yeah. Aren't even... That they have to. So, hey, Jake, question about that. I saw yeah. a lot of things about Texans saying that the snow was fake because they're trying to melt it. Import, Have you by tried the Democrats this before? Imported Can you verify China. that this was fake snow or real snow, Jake? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so there's this, <laughs> this whole thing about <laughs> the one I heard. So I have a two. I have two of them because yeah. a friend of a friend of mine just moved from Texas here. <laughs> uh, one was videos of people. Yeah. Using lighters and candles to try to melt the snow in their hand. Like a snowball. And they're like, it's not melting. This is fake this snow. This is Bill Gates made this snow. It's government snow. There's some Bill snow. Gates ones. Verbatim government sure snow. Not, are you sure it's not meme? No. 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 There's but, too many. But like, I just, I found it funny because it makes one. sense though, because Texans don't have a lot of experience with snow, right? Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense that they wouldn't know the actual physics but behind the other, the how other snow one was, melts into itself, not down. Yeah. But I mean, the other the other one was uh, the Democrats bought the snow from China and put it in Texas. I mean, uh, if, that, if we're gonna buy we perfectly actually, good no, snow, we know that like... to be true, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Uh, we talked to the Democrats and uh, they told us oh, that did they bought it and yeah, shipped it that here. Was, those yeah. dastardly so that's dogs. That's verified. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I was just wondering <laughs> if, if you'd heard of bruised, that because, man. like, you are very well. You're like the snow expert down there now. <laughs> like, I yeah. I was giving my neighbors tips and advice <laughs> on like how, how to tips. deal with it because they don't even have snow plows here. They don't have or salt. People don't even have snow shovels. Like the the whole concept of getting hit with a snowstorm is completely unconsidered at every as possible conceivable aspect of society mm. yeah it's california like southern california is the exact same way obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like it was like, built, like all the infrastructure was here, built with no consideration terrified wow yeah so <laughs> that was interesting and then a week two weeks later we i we finally got back on track with that and uh i was yeah because also during that whole time we had to delay the the whole like falcon trip flying out to texas due to a number of reasons the climate being one of them but like was it changing (laughs) yeah um (laughs) and and but yeah so it's like finally we gotta we gotta sit back down and continue doing the whole D &D thing and i i remember sitting down at the very beginning of the first day when we got back and i was like 
I forgot how to play. Yep. <laughs> it's a, I mean, I picked it back up within that, minutes, oh, but yeah, it was still like a little bit of that kind of like, like uh, that's a that's a uh, common thing when playing D anD D. It's like, oh, if you take too long between your game sessions, you're like, all right, now I need to learn how to Durgan and Dagon again. Well, it's yeah. well, it's, it's, like, it's yeah. almost Durgan like I kind of compare it to um, like utilizing a software program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle of it, you get really good at understanding, you know, and, and, and there's almost like inherent techniques that you use to apply creative techniques to whatever you're making. And half the time you're not even thinking about them. Your brain's just in it and then it remembers and it repeats it. Yeah. And that's kind of like a lot of the different steps in D&D. Um, there's, there's all these things that you are easily able to do when you're like an hour into a game. But mm-hmm. when you step away and then you come back, you, you have to, your brain has to switch into that mode and mm-hmm. understand I had, all that stuff again. Yeah. Cause another part of that was that, like, I had to remember how to play my character. Like, yep. what were, what, how to, what, what how would my character react in this Both situation? Mechanically and role playing wise. Yeah, yeah. The role playing aspect of it. Cause it's like, I realized uh, halfway through the whole thing, I was like, wait, wasn't my character supposed to be vegan? And I'm just like, <laughs> wasn't I supposed to also be like, that's uh, right. a pacifist he, he was, and i'm like was. going around like trying to chop people's heads off and <laughs> you, you you fell into the the classic like new player murder hobo mode <laughs> and i was like yep that's, there we go classic murder hobo <laughs> it was either going to be he nails the role play perfectly or he's going to become a Dude, murder hobo. everyone has that one friend who just wants to murder the, the tavern keeper like Sam, as soon as Sam, you walk I in i wasn't that like, i wasn't that no, but Sam, Sam did a great job at, like <laughs> you drawing your sword on me <laughs> like he's warning you <laughs> no that was it was a really fun fun time i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing the edited down uh versions of the whole oh show my. because it was a very fun campaign i feel like uh the audience is really going to enjoy the show it, yeah. it's a very fun story it goes places none of us expected that's the beauty of D <laughs> and actual play and tabletop gaming it's just like the only storytelling structures there are is the vague concept of arcs. Hmm. That, that's the only thing that's ever going right. to make it to the finish line. <laughs> like, hmm. You're going to be like, my character is this, so that means this might happen. Like You're going to plan that all out. And then someone's going to roll a one, and then the only thing that matters is this one agenda or aspect about your character that's going to make it to the end. Hmm. So who has your favorite arc out of this session without giving away any spoilers? If if you had to if you had to choose one. Oh, that's that's if I if I say which one, the audience will be looking for it. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't want to lead them it's, in. All right. Yeah. Well, all I know is I heard a lot of freaking screams and like huge <laughs> eruptions of laughter from the other studio because you guys had it all shut out. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. There's lighting and yeah, like was, we kept it all closed off. Yeah. So. On the technical side, important. a tough that's thing a about time. the show that I wasn't expecting because I haven't been able to test that many wireless lobs in one spot for D&D mm-hmm. but the the first couple days of shooting the lobs were struggling with their connection yeah which was weird we've never had that problem before right um on the second the second half of the uh production uh Spencer brought this hardware that acts as a receiver for all the lobs and the sound frequencies in a specific range yeah it's like a spectrum analyzer yeah uh, that Spencer, Spencer <laughs> like, would yeah. have that. What that does? Would have that, right? Yeah. yeah. What that does? Like, you don't have yeah. a spectrum analyzer. 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I do. Yeah. I totally do. I got one in my car right now, actually. I got Dude. Yeah. Well, what are you waiting for? For your CB radio? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for those who don't know what that does, is you plug it into the laptop, and the laptop gets to see the 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 transmission signals happening in the space. You know that moment in the and Matrix? We, and we got to, like, visualize and, like, in the Matrix, see all the code happening. Yeah, though. it's like, you know that moment in the Matrix when Neo, like, finally, like, he sees the world, but all he sees is code? That's what's happening to the laptop. The laptop sees radio waves and is like, whoa, yeah. this area is empty. Put your sound waves here. Mm. And so we just... Not with sound waves, radio waves. We use that as a guide to pick the right channels that reduce uh, interference. And then we also learned that whatever direction the antenna of the receiver is pointing, you want the direction for the transmitter to go. Yes. Interesting. So you don't want just one laying down yeah, and they one can't be all antennas. That actually okay. ruins the connection even more. So we were strict about doing that. And then we also put the sound recorder far, far, far closer to the table. So there's less distance mm. and less room for error. And then right, I which also, is why that recorder was right there. Gotcha. And then I, uh, on day two, like right away day two, I put backup shotgun mics on the whole table setup mm, with a whole gotcha. other recorder just recording super low. Like I think half the decibel level that the lobs were at. Really? Yeah, because I knew you guys were also going to yell. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys started and yelling and did. it started like breaking the lobs that we were hearing on our end. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just cut to the shotgun. So all, got... all I'll say is that, oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like the campaign, I, my, the best episodes I feel like are the final like two or three episodes. Yeah. They're, they're def, they definitely, we almost got an extra episode out of it. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> but like, of course, because there's, in the beginning, you guys are trying to like figure your stuff out. Um, and like, where are we? What do we do? And who are you? Who am I? On top of that, uh, I think it's everyone, not just you. Everyone's first time playing Five E. I think D played a couple times. Um, but like, there was rule bending between three point five and five going on, which is a very common thing in D and D. Yeah. Um, as long but, I feel like as long as we're having fun and we all agree yeah, yeah. that what we're doing is acceptable or not, yep. it works at the table. Yep. Exactly. That's, I, that's, I, I'm, I'm slightly how you play at the end of the that day. is how you yeah. play at the I, end of the day. That's how you play. I'm slightly concerned that like maybe the first one or two episodes might be a little on the awkward side because we're still trying to like find our footing and oh, I, yeah. we get into it pretty smoothly, pretty quickly. But at the same time, it's like if I was to compare the first episode to the last episode, like. You know, we all learned a lot about mm -hmm. not just uh, like you know the campaign, yes. but it's how to play burn, the campaign. Man. It's a slow yeah. burn. Yeah, like these. I'm just excited to see it, guys. Honestly, this is a great show. I think people are in for a treat. Now we have months of post production. I do know that. Is it months? If we, if yeah, everyone greenlights, it's, it's going to be months because yeah. every there is no like, hey, can we get a review mm. on this? It's like, no, you can't. I'm trying because to get I'm trying to a get, single review is a pass. That's how big the episode is. Seem, I'm trying to get you, Carmichael, Spencer, and Natalie pretty much full time on this for three for months. three months. Wow. Yeah. For how many episodes? Six? Eight. Eight. Wow. Okay. Eight like yeah. two hour long episodes. Dude. Two hour long as in the time that we spent recording. It was longer and, than that for recording. And the 
It was Unlike like two and a half, Node, three hours per recording like session. Like Node D&D episodes was, we'll just play a session and we'll cut down into a bunch of episodes. We don't know how many, probably this or that, right? right? This, we have a set number of episodes that we want to hit. And we and me personally, I want to balance uh, the Node style of always really being in at the table in the minis mm-hmm. with you guys as players bantering. Right. I really want to balance that because those are two stories that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the reason why Son of a Dungeon hasn't been touched yet, and I keep putting red tape around it, uh, is the first episode really needs a director's pass. And then to bounce off Sam and I, we need to like lock in the intention right. and style. You know, like mm-hmm. setting the template, making a format. Exactly. Yeah. And then we can have as many editors as possible just chug through the first one or two passes. And then I go in and do some creative spraying. Right. Okay. Do you think I'm, that, I'm uh... definitely looking forward to the whole... Uh, <laughs> recreation site we're gonna like reenact some some moments and i don't know how often we're gonna do this because it is gonna be post heavy but like uh we're gonna reenact moments as if we're standing down in the miniature Mm. castle or set or whatever and uh dressed up in our costumes against a green screen 3d camera tracks and it's gonna be great it's gonna be great no one's yeah it's gonna be like you are there well a big I got a big, one more in, question when you're done. Before, the, before that question, a big way that we're going to do that is once we get to, like, let's say 80% edit lock mm-hmm. on an episode, then it's it's about the, the B-roll uh, pass where everyone involved is putting down markers on the timeline on, like, this should be a, scene, uh, a green screen moment, this needs to be a green screen moment, this one, this one, and we just go through that and then we in and out those scenes so we have video files while we're rolling on the green screen we can watch the scene super quick okay let's capture that okay that's the plan <laughs> murphy and doby probably it will have not another survive plan. contact with the enemy we've uh, <laughs> we've been conducting a campaign to stifle doby and suffocate him so hopefully you will you'll have a nice I easy love that journey son of a dungeon is going to be the only thing that's on premiere yeah at corridor. I mean, I still am gonna edit everything in Premiere. Yeah, that's how I he's getting any... in. That's oh, the that's how he's doing it. Uh. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like I, I don't. I'm not somewhere. editing videos frequently enough to yeah. to go to Resolve. I have yeah. nothing specifically against Resolve, but oh, what I do edit in Premiere is going to be very heavily tied to After Effects. So yep. it makes sense in my situation to maintain that. That was that was yep. the argument that kept it in Premiere, Son of a Dungeon. I know it was. Yeah. It's a strong argument. Um, I mean, that dynamic link it's very, feature is very is handy, nice. very convenient. Uh, and pretty, I don't, we've, I don't know we've gone through this on the corridor projects that uh, we've shot or edited in, in Resolve. It's like you have to actually kick out and render out files for, for the VFX. Yeah. And if it's a couple frames too short, guess what? You got to re render the entire thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Whereas in After Effects, it's like, oh, because you're literally using the source footage that you just sent over How, from Premiere, you can just extend it. Are yeah. you guys planning on. Uh, Moving or, over to Fusion a bit more? No, probably not. Well, that will stifle your workflow. Yeah, well, it's been a little bit I mean, a... let me rephrase. Again, <laughs> I'm not the one to answer that question. I think Dean is practicing a little bit with Fusion. Only as far as to, like, be able to do things that we would normally do. You know, the, 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 the minimal <laughs> amount of compositing you do, right. like, in After Effects for a crew video. Right, yeah, yeah. You can do it in Fusion, mm-hmm. but it's all node-based, so personally, I haven't delved into it. I, uh... 
that, I do miss the dynamic link for things like you know some After Effects titles and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I have to give it to DaVinci. That's a that's a pretty big thing to do is have one software active at the same time, and you can go from Node to timeline based. And it's yeah. a Oh, it's it's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. I'm loving DaVinci because that cuts page is really nice to help me like lay out my I need, edit. I first. need to get I need to get the the little wheel thing so I can yeah, just scroll through all really the son of a dungeon of footage at once. Yep. There's a. Do you guys hear the rumbling? It's the rumbling. Yeah, there's a rumbling happening. upstairs. Oh, there's a grumbling up this upstairs. It's right the end now. of the day. I know what that means. And everyone's going right, to play well, some Super end, Smash Bros. I got one more question, Carmichael. I mean, I'm still down to keep talking. I'm just yeah, saying I'm it's like it's the I want to play there. Super Smash Bros, dude. You know, I've when, never played Super that. Super Smash Brethren. You know, when this, when this is over, all that's going to happen is I'm going to just go back to my home. Also, can I just <laughs> quickly point out, Jake, that that when you won that game of Super Smash Brethren, not not set up by the way. That was a it, real thing that, that happened. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, but it'll be I, edited to look like it was set up. So perfect. It was. So so perfect because it's like we had this whole storyline of you being like ah, you guys can't in your games and it's like you jake you don't get it you got games are great and then you go and you freaking win and that shot Not of you just putting your arms up and everyone like freaking yeah. out like it was so genuine and so real it's my favorite moment because you're just like oh that's what it's like <laughs> and people are like ah you staged that and it's like no we didn't just there's like certain aspects of every single video that yeah. are always staged it's like because the intro the outro so hard before it's because i'm i i ham up the character you're a hammer so hard before to some people don't some people don't see that somehow they're like they think that i'm actually that guy i mean i'm that guy like a little bit but like not oh yeah not like yeah of course being in the video depends on how much in every single video we're playing characters not ourselves and our our not characters me. are based on ourselves. Not me. I'm always myself. Anytime a camera is <laughs> rolling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can make a much larger philosophical <laughs> argument. Like, I'm always, I always take pride in being able to be like, what you see on camera is basically me in real life. But at the same time, I'm always this a heightened version of that. Yeah, I don't a, know about you, but I'm always myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a caricature. <laughs> like the worst accent. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so Carmichael. Uh, I'm giggling over here. The, the question everyone's dying to know. Um... Am I real? Since your journey into the unknown started, what what have you learned, man? What's the biggest thing you've learned? And what's been the hardest thing and the best thing? When you say journey into the the unknown, into, you mean like leaving into, Corridor? Yeah, like since, you know, <laughs> into the since, since we did the whole like Carmichael's leaving, da-da-da-da-da, you know, mid-2019. Yeah. It's coming up on two years now. Mm-hmm. Well, I just moved down the street, dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, we still go to the like, same taco stand. <laughs> wait, did you move down the it's street? It's a metaphor. Oh, but like, did you did you move? No. Are you still in the same place? No, I'm still in the same place. Okay. I'm in K-Town. Okay, yeah, cool. Do you have any takeaways for the audience? Give me all, some wisdom. They always ask, and I always see in right. like, videos that you are in, people are always asking you know, for your... Yeah. They want to know how you're doing, inside. dude. I mean, people want to know. On the example of today being a bad day, like I did a really good job at managing stress and managing my anger, which in the past I haven't been as successful with. I mean, that's hard. We all struggle with that, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it gets down. Like I've gotten physically violent, not at anyone, but the wall and myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I was making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it gets. But like, let's do a deep dive here. Is is it normally stress from work that brings that on, or like, it's everything? Yeah. Like, my brain is wired in a way that I'm looking at things so specific and detailed that like it like occasionally you'll for example you say something that i i can't 100 percent agree and therefore i just won't agree at all like because i know that 20 percent of that is slightly inter, uh, incorrect but i don't want to get in a deep dive and explain why that 20% yeah. is incorrect. No, it's like that that classic uh, Keanu Reeves moment where he's like, sometimes I just don't care. Yeah. One plus three equals five. Sure, man, you do you. <laughs> Good for and you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, haven't hit any walls lately or myself, which is great. But uh, I was able to like stop, breathe, and just go from broad stroke conversation to small micro conversations today and then back out and just walk away, eat, continue the conversation a little bit further. Really hard. It's really hard. I've had anger issues since forever. Um, so that that's something I've been practicing and learning because I remember in 2019 winter, uh, yeah. about to lose my, my home and everything. Ran out of money. Not enough in, too much out. <laughs> and uh, I got the worst anxiety attack mm. possible. I fell on the floor, like, seizuring. And I could not stop. I tried so hard. I couldn't catch my breath or anything. Alicia nearly called 911. Um, it was really bad. And it... Um, and since then, I haven't stopped working. <laughs> Fear's a good motivator. Um, Carmichael, I think you misunderstood the question. So no, this is supposed to be a happy tale. Well, it's, the un, it's the unknown. <laughs> no, I got you. I, I, was, I was being facetious, I mean, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh, thankfully unknown. Can... January, just because of the slow mo paint drop idea, we, we what. To film a paint drop drying in slow motion, mm -hmm. and Richard Ryan came over and stuff. Yeah, and because I mentioned to him, yeah, because he was bringing up some conversations. I brought up like, yeah, I'm going to be leaving Corridor soon and freelancing stuff. Solely because of that day, did he give me a call? Interesting. Okay. And then he sent. He was like, "Are you still freelancing?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm there with like." Running out of food. My 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 family kind of pitched in for that December rent. January was up in the air. Like I could have been out of LA by February. Wow. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm totally, I'm I'm freelancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get a call from Logan. Uh, talk to Logan. He's like, uh, can you come out to Vegas? It's like, I could. And then he's like, we'll we'll cover travel. We'll feed you. It's like, great. Great, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah. He's he's like, this is our budget. I don't want to really go too high. And I was like, I quickly did two plus e two plus three equals six, and I was like, good enough. <laughs> yeah. And I I took I was like, I'll see you in Vegas, and got a job. Got a job. <laughs> uh, not really a job. You got a freelance gig. I got a freelance gig, 
that I just keep getting, I keep coming back to. I really like working for the Black Rifle guys. Um, Evan's always a hoot to film. He got a and wood wheel. He did. Did, did he? Really? I love yeah, it. He got, he got a wood I wheel. I love it. Yeah. He's like, you got, I can get yes. <laughs> I can get off of it. Wait, was that after me and Jan brought the one wheel to Texas? Yeah. And, and had him ride after, our one wheels? Yes. The, uh, we got him. The, the, one more That's how it works. Did. That's how Dude. it works. No one ever just goes and gets a one wheel <laughs> arbitrarily. And rarely do they get it because they saw someone else riding it. It's usually because they got on it and actually tried it out. And yeah, he was so trying the V1, by the way, too. So Everyone was on our V1. We, yeah. we cut you yeah. off. We went on a tangent. No worries. So it, what was... I learned a lot about YouTube in a way that I, I don't think I would have ever learned here. Um, Do you mean like making, making content for YouTube or just like... Yeah. So when uh, starting Fables, right? Mm-hmm. I learned such a great deal about the meta expectation or the meta perspective of the audience when looking at content. So right when Fables launched, like a lot of people came thinking it would be Node. Mm. And they're like, mm. this isn't Node. I was like, yeah, I'm a dude in my living room borrowing every piece of gear. <laughs> and one of my cameras died before we started rolling, so there's no <laughs> camera for the battle cam. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, this is Node. <laughs> um, that sounds actually a lot like Node. I, I mean, know. we have a lot of <laughs> jank in Node always. There's always some jank there's going jank on. There's jank yeah. everywhere in productions. It, you but, can't get rid of it. Yeah, and then also my computer wasn't strong enough to edit any of the footage. So I was like, I'll just make it look picture in picture and then walk away and I'll be done because I I can't I'm I'm editing at five frames a second. I can't review a cut that way. (laughs) Also, you you talking about uh, content uh, totally reminded me that we we didn't talk about my episode of functional filmmaking. (laughs) No, we'll leave it as a surprise. Okay. Well, I I I wanted to address it a little bit because it's like we'll come back to it. Then I set out. This is a timeline thing. (laughs) Timeline. Time does not go in lines, Carmichael. When you're editing, it goes it in does. circles. And that is why clocks are round. <laughs> That's the not most for the brilliant military. observation I've ever heard. Thank I you can't take that. credit. That's a quote. Um, <laughs> Don't do other people's jokes, Ren. Yeah, but but like I guess what I'm saying is like I sat down to write my functional filmmaking episode as a for way real. to like describe how I make these science videos. Like, and I ended up kind of making more of a video talking about how to make good videos, like good ideas. What makes a good idea? You really approached and, it in a, by the final product. What came out of it was really solid advice for anyone who makes you or tries to make YouTube content. Yeah. Um, uh, it was specific enough that it fell into your lap for your science videos, mm-hmm. but it was broad enough that it kind of lands on any genre on the internet which is kind of what i ended up because i was like man no one's making like not enough not that the audience that makes educational entertainment is incredibly small and i'm making something for them yeah no it's like okay i'm gonna make something for anyone who wants to make videos uh using my science videos as like a basis of it but it ended up kind of being more about just how to make a good video. I love it at a yeah. certain point. You're like, all right, once you know what camera you are, you can watch Nico's video. Uh, once you're in the editing phase, you can watch Sam's episode. Once you're doing VFX, you can oh, yeah, watch. That's right. Dude, I get to <laughs> a point. It's like, you feel like you're really in the groove. And I'm like, and uh, 
yeah, from now on, you're kind of on your own. That's you're it, you know? <laughs> Edit, uh, upload. Good luck. <laughs> Go. Right. <laughs> I'm like, and it's just like, it kind of feels a little abrupt of an ending. You're like, oh, but I wanted to hear more. It's like, well, I didn't, season two. I, I didn't want to talk about more. <laughs> um, I, I talked about what I wanted to talk about. No, but there's a big thing. Like, a lot of your advice is super solid. Like, Allie watches it, and she goes, Ren's episode is the best. I was like, great. <laughs> Too bad we didn't get Jake in there. That might have threw off the skew. <laughs> that would have thrown everything off. Well, I, I think the idea behind that statement is just that uh, mine's very generalized. Whereas Yours like is Clint's easier. is incredibly specific. Yeah. Uh, even Nico's and uh, oh. Sam's to a certain degree are kind of specific. But that's the idea mine's behind the master class. They, they are specific. Yeah. Yours, and I, I was, yours is even a, spe- a specific video is too. It? I feel like it's kind of general. I feel like you, yours, what I, I wanted think... was to get more specific, and I feel like my biggest worry about when I first see this cut is that it's going to be too general. But maybe that's what people want. I don't know. I don't know. Yours is the episode I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Really? Ooh, yes. Oh, no pressure because, on me. <laughs> because it's advice on how to make YouTube videos, essentially. Yeah. It's like, that, yeah. Honestly, that's what your episode became. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, and, yeah, it's like the double feature. Yeah. Like, double <laughs> make feature. a YouTube video. Because yours is more about how to tell a story, and mine's more about uh, how to come up with a good idea that'll sell. Gotcha. Right. By sell, I mean like click. So, you know, like get the click. I like feel a like dollar, our video is kind like of like... Are uh, the antithesis of each other then? Because mine's like make a story out of anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you don't even touch marketing. You don't story. touch marketing. <laughs> You're at like, all. no, don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm story. saying it's like part of my episode is like is very much so talking about like you have to think about ideas from the standpoint of a title and a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Like you can true. come up with a cool idea and it's like, all right, cool. How do you sell this idea? What's the elevator pitch version of this idea? Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't know. But then, And that's I'm, where most videos on YouTube kind of suffer. It, the content might be great, but the, the title and thumbnail don't get you to click. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's the same thing pair. as saying like, there's a lot of talented people out there, but they just don't know how to like, they're not. Yeah. They're not in the spotlight. And that's something that like we all struggle with every single time every we make a new video. Day. It's the hardest challenge of any video is coming up with the right marketing. Oh my gosh. Marketing. Yeah, it is difficult. So, uh, I just but another but the the counter the counter to that is the fact like once you take on the task of focusing on thumbnail and title first before the video, you no longer can just shoot freely. You know? You're like, there's yeah. a gate now. Um, and depending on the production, depending on the budget, the cost, the needs, there's give and take. Mm-hmm. It is. It like, definitely changes the vibe and like the, I guess, fluidity of the shoot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's nice. And I think I go into that in the episode. It's like sometimes you have too much footage and you wish that, hey, I wish I'd been a little bit more pointed with what I'm shooting. Yeah. The whole, yeah, the whole idea, idea behind like kind of thinking of an idea from a title and thumbnail standpoint is it gives you like a goalpost, right? Yes, it gives right. you a direction to try to aim towards and also you still you, you want know. to try to capture all the quirky stuff you can and like you know get everything that you think would be good and sometimes something happens spur of the moment that like this is great a yeah. gold yeah you know capture this is definitely going in the video didn't we didn't have Ranging a plan for through this. a chair across the room make that the thumbnail now yeah. <laughs> but um, i mean yeah but yeah that that that's europe we literally didn't spoil a single thing great <laughs> um <laughs> But back to my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, so speaking of what content to make on YouTube. So the meta, the biggest <laughs> thing I learned from when fables and expectations happened is we pushed too hard on my goodbye. <laughs> oh, interesting. So you didn't feel like you had a payoff for it, maybe? Uh, they didn't. Yet? 
Oh, the audience didn't feel like they had to pay. Did off you have it. videos uploaded when we did the push? I feel like yeah, you had your first I had, one. I had promos of introducing oh, okay. uh, my friends that were going to be on the channel. Gotcha. And the vi first video drops, it still gets great views because it's still tethered to that and it gets pushes. I still get people come over to the channel in the Discord like, I just watched your goodbye video. It's like, great. Um, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Two years later. Uh, you have a binge worth of content now. Yeah. <laughs> And binge worth. <laughs> one binge and please the, the interesting thing was on the meta level so this comes from the idea of you go to watch a superhero movie right mm -hmm. you know it's all going to be fine the world's not actually in danger because they just announced three more vid movies yeah that was my whole thing with friggin infinity war I'm like we know half it's the characters be fine. die and I'm like I don't feel any sense of like suspense over this yeah they come back they're right? going to come back it's, so that, I haven't that's, watched that's, any Marvel movie. Sorry. Yeah, Infin at the end of that. Infinity War, literally half of <laughs> the population of the entire universe dies. And I don't regret it. Sorry. So <laughs> then at the end of the next movie, they all come back. So spoilers. The uh, that's on the audience level, uh, a meta perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Another version of that is when you watch a D and D show, you're going to instantly compare it subconsciously to any other D&D content you've watched. Mm. You're going to say, because your brain wants to know, is this good or not? That's why when we look at views, the number of views, high number of views means good. Right. So when you start watching D&D content, and if it's not as well produced on the final product as another one that you've seen, it's not good. Um, Even if the content might still be good. Even if the content's still good. So you face that challenge. Mm -hmm. Because, like, uh, a big thing is with the quarter audience that came over, they're expecting Node. Right. And then the further I get into the D&D &D and actual play community, which is beautiful community, but they are also comparing it to Critical Role, Dimension 20. They're uh, all uh, DM layer. So many of them. They just... It's comparing because you want to know, am I watching something that's worth continuing as soon as possible? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just interesting, like, like, getting in the, the mind of the audience. That's why, like, when I was editing mm. the vlogs, I didn't care the thumb and title as much. I cared about the flow from click to click. Right. Like, moment you click, how are you experiencing this video? Yeah. Until the moment you get out. I mean, which is still king. I we with for all of our talk about like thumbnail and title, content is still the king aspect here. It's like you know, you yeah. can have a fantastic thumbnail and title, but if the content itself, if the video itself still sucks, then it's like, well, you just you, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but like going back to what you said about like, what do you mean by uh it pushed too hard? Like that your goodbye video pushed too hard. Like, I don't understand what you mean by that. Uh, I got a lot of responses saying, oh, we expected better from you. Um, like the, okay. The, my, <laughs> like the set expectations weren't correct. The, the set, yeah, it was like, oh my God, he's leaving. He's going to make something great because he made something great. The vlogs. And it's like, the vlogs were scrappy. I purposely <laughs> made them scrappy. scrappy because I didn't have the time to make them great. And I knew that the library itself would be great instead of individual videos. And I still and I still believe that philosophy because 
we're a culture that wants to watch long content. Whether we're binging on Netflix one whole season or we're watching one week at a time on Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so I know that the library of something is going to be greater than the individual. Did you see a Clint's going away video? Uh, I did. It would have just dropped on Sunday. <laughs> I did. I didn't watch it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of that video was modeled I, after your video. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Clint, a little bit. Clint, not, asked, not a, yeah. Clint asked a few questions ahead of time about that and how my video was made and how I felt when making those videos. Mm-hmm. So we had some heart to heart about that stuff. Oh. Um, my biggest advice was literally set the right expectation. Don't push too hard, uh, because if you if you set an expectation, the audience goes over expecting not just like this creator who made this thing that I'm emotionally attached to, but the next thing I have is Node D and D to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Then if it's not that mm-hmm. emotionally and spectacle wise, or not even better than that, then you should ask for your job back, Carmichael. That that's a that's mm-hmm. a weekly message I get on Instagram. You should ask for your job back. Carmichael, if that's you rough, want man. that's not easy to get a message. I have one for you. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'm good right where I'm at. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the summer Come goes. Come back to us, Carmichael. Come back. Just when I think he's out, we pull him back in. <laughs> Dude, I am. I. I'm not going to pull a Mister. Ro- in this I decade, I don't know if I'm going to pull off a Mister Rogers or not. That'll be. That'll be creepy. I'm just going to say that from now on. Yeah, Completely un. Mister Rogers goes related. off off the air for three years to do his own yeah. thing, and then comes back, changes everything. <laughs> do you think that like the well imagine it's not a fun feeling getting all those messages saying go back yeah. to your old job go back to your old job it's very self-serving yeah. messages too i liked your content you're not feeding me the content i like yeah, so you or, should change your life yeah, you, you should change ex- your life from me i expect or, i expected better from you yeah that's, i'm that's, like jesus that's, dude that's, that's what my be wife easy, told man. me in the electric bike video <laughs> i thought that's what she said to you on your wedding night <laughs> oh. oh! Wait, that's not a good M thing. Why am I raising my eyebrows for that? Get <laughs> <laughs> too deep here, guys. Too deep. <laughs> uh, no, but like there are also other people, like my patrons, uh, people who are on my Discord that know that what I'm trying to do is longevity, and it's also just like COVID hit, like right when we were getting our motion going. Oh yeah. And Dude. I was like, well, I'm going to have to figure out how to do this from everyone's home to keep everyone safe and happy. And, uh, well, it's really, yeah, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm... we're coming back real soon, which is great. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the first thing I DM on that channel. Hell yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. I feel like sometimes. I'm going to take a lot. What I learned from Son of a Dungeon, plop it right there. Nice. Good, man. I have an assistant editor. So excited. That's a step. That's a step. Yeah. <laughs> Not having to edit everything and get tired of all the footage before you even cut it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's literally it's, the reason for assistant editor is like, yeah. I don't want to be tired of my video before I start creatively thinking about that's my video. That's such a thing, man. Yeah. yeah it's such a thing. Jake, but, you going to play some music? I have, yeah. I have the guitar. Uh, but Jake, anyway. how have you been? Like, you moved to Texas. I've you been. suffered a snowstorm. Dude, I... Uh, you got you got like three more kids coming out of your your wood beams. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought you were gonna finish that sentence very differently. <laughs> you got kids coming out of the beams? 
I'm good, man. Everything's good. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Has it been hard producing Corridor from over in Texas? It's had its challenges. Yeah. Yeah, but we're making it. It's work. working. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. Jake's like, I'm gonna save all this for the next episode this of Corridor Cast. <laughs> hearing this, all, stay tuned. Consider subscribing to the Corridor Cast, Carmichael. If you want to come back, man, we can we can continue this conversation. But I'm uh, I'm literally blocks away, guys. I actually do kind of want to hear how Texas has been going because you haven't debriefed us at all. Like, what if is it like down there, man? If you want to hear about that on the next <laughs> Corridor Cast. Consider subscribing. Yeah. Can't even reach. Yeah. Move that arm. Move it. Carmichael, I'm glad you're doing well. <laughs> and I'm glad we get to work together still. And uh, oh, yeah. this song's for you, buddy. <sighs> I'm just trying to freaking reach this. Hey. I can, I can get a <laughs> Hey. Stop that. You're... David Carmichael. Just, just mute Ren right Your now. Your name brings me joy. <laughs> That's it. That's Water bottle, bottle solo. Wait, where, where would be a good note to resonate with Water you here? Water bottle solo. Yeah. <laughs> Water bottle solo. Dude. No one crinkles like me. No one crinkles. <laughs> Crankling. Crankle. Okay, guys. Dude, it's been, it's been fun, man. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Subscribe. Thanks for watching. Subscribe. Subscribe. Ready? Subscribe. I'm gonna yell in three, two, one. Subscribe! <laughs>